is that it has so much joy and love and happiness. And peace, the presence of peace to all the Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, so glad to have you back with us, KBs, for another exciting journey of adventure into manifesting your best life, StephenCanyon.com is the website for all the upcoming events and other resources. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at stephencanyon.com. Meg, did you know that uh, we can go airboating about 20 minutes away from here? Actually, I did. I've already Googled it, and I'm ready to go. Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do we it. We did it before, though. It, it was down in... Do you remember? Yes, down near Key West. In the, it was in the Everglades. Yeah, and on you, our way, I guess. You held an alligator. I took a picture of I it. I did. I took. A, I made a picture. <laughs> Don't you, that's the. That's what my grand. That's what granny. my mother. Granny says. Granny says. I, I'm gonna make a I'm picture. Gonna make a picture. And of I made. You? I make. I made a picture of you holding it. You alligator. did. I love that picture. That was. Oh, it was so fun. It was. It was so quiet. You got the the really nice one where it's just the two of us and the driver. Uh, it was Remember so, that nobody else so was amazing. on the boat. If you haven't done it before, I recommend it. It's weirdly eerily peaceful i was not expecting that but just the gliding and the and the the noise the fan makes it makes it feel quiet you can't really hear that you got on these huge uh ear ear, head ear earphones head head earphones (laughs) they're big things that (laughs) that silence the noise and you go and then it seems like you're gliding through yes Ear protection. Everglades ear protection. No, it was yeah. amazing. It yeah. was very mad. It was weirdly magical. So when you say. guys come down to Orlando, Florida to spend time <laughs> with Meg and myself, you're going to have to, I don't carve do out a few minutes yes. to do the air boating. It's it not too blast. far away from here. Yeah. And, we should uh, do it. I would love to do that again. Absolutely. And if you hold them, an alligator, make sure it's one of those that's that's hold, holdable. Well, they have, they have the little thing that keeps its mouth shut. Yeah. So that's it was a cute. It was just a baby. Baby. Yeah. Are you doing okay today? <laughs> I'm doing more than okay. Okay. I'm doing great. You really are, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Your eyes are bright. My eyes are bright because it's the new mascara I got. No, it really is though. It's really nice. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I'm Isn't excited it funny about, how it's the little things, oh, right? Yeah, it is the, the small things. <laughs> that are big things. Yeah. <laughs> that make yeah. your day great. Are you using the waterproof? I am. I switched to waterproof. It's changed my life. Cool. So is that... No, come back, everyone. You don't have to worry about the rate. Yeah, come back. All right, let's talk about kinetic belief. Yes, yes, yes. And how it works when it's centered in unconditional love. Remember that. If you're new to to the podcast, unconditional love is necessary for operating your kinetic belief. You know, a lot of people will say that they understand what it means to love. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this was sent to me today, okay. and I want to share it. There was a group of women who were at a seminar on how to live in a loving relationship with their husbands. Okay. And the women were asked, they, the, the, the person doing the seminar said, how many of you love your husband? Mm-hmm. And every single person there raised their hands. And then they were asked, when was the last time you told your husband that you loved him? Okay. And some of the women answered today. A few said yesterday, and some of them, well, they couldn't, couldn't remember. Wow. And okay. then the women were told to take out their cell phones and text to their husband, I love you, sweetheart. 
<laughs> and so they all did that. Okay. And then they were instructed to exchange their phones with the person sitting next to them. And that person was to read aloud the text message that was received in response oh, to their on. message. That's highly entertaining, but scary. Now, okay. Now, wait a minute. There were 12 different, there were 12 response. 12 women were there. 12 responses came okay. back in. And you want to hear what they were? Yes. Okay. Number one, who the hell is this? Number two, uh, mother of my children, are you sick or what? Number three, yeah, and I love you too. What's wrong? Then, what now? Did you crash the car again? The fifth one, I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean? Then, what the hell did you do now? Oh my gosh. Don't beat about the bush. Just tell me how much you need. The next one was, am I dreaming? The next one was, if you don't tell me who this message is actually for, someone will die. Number 11, I thought we agreed you wouldn't drink during the day. Oh, my God. And the last one was, your mother's coming to stay with us, isn't she? Are these real? For real. Isn't that something? You know, it didn't contain what I was expecting. <laughs> what were I thought you it, expecting? Well, I have to say, if, if, I, if I texted you, I love you, I would be concerned that I would get a response that maybe shouldn't be read out loud. Well, now, but yeah, you know what I would say. I love you too, sweetheart. I know. I would. I would. That's. I'm sure that that's what I'd say. That's true. Isn't that amazing, though? Yeah. We don't really. Most people don't. Don't. (laughs) You know, we think we're loving. A lot of people think that they're loving each other and expressing it, but they really aren't. Mm. And if you actually get around to it in some way. Isn't that amazing? Twelve out of twelve. Well, and those are were also freaked out by being told that. Um, yeah, I love you. I love Just you. Just the random, I love you. Wow, that's amazing. And you know, the first thing that pops into my head about that story is the familiarity uh, aspect of that, because f- familiarity can can cause people to forget about each other. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing that happens. We forget to really express our feelings, don't we? Yeah, we walk people. around assuming they know. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, um, so that that's really amazing. Interesting. That's so I thought cool. it was interesting too. Yeah. It sent to me uh, somebody emailed it to me. One of the most interesting things that we talk about is the reality of forms, the things that we can see in this world around us, things that we see in this realm. I mean, here we all are. We've arrived at the center of this planet's observable universe. And by the way, conscious awareness has transcended now to reveal the reality of a multi-universe of string theory and particle attraction. I thought I'd throw that in there. I keep up with this stuff. Well, there, there are extra Megans out there. Yeah. I wonder how they're doing. Uh, oh, they've, well, if it's the opposite, <laughs> uh, I'd hate to think. But, you know, humanity <laughs> humanity's now faced with the question, what's even real? <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just because we are being twisted around and we're finding out that there really are, there's a lot of things going on in this universe that is beyond what we can see. In fact, most things are. That is sort of a funny question, though. Okay, if you're told that there are multiple universes and multiple yous, what's your gut, you know, what's your first thought? And mine really is. God, I I hope hope I'm okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'm okay. I hope I'm doing all right. I love that. You're so funny. What's, it's real. <laughs> what is what's what is real? And wow. actually, the question is extraordinary. Mm, and is, and you know, and it's because what very few have ever even imagined is 
the reality that we're beginning to uncover. Mm. So, you know, the question is an extraordinary one. Well, and I have a feeling I'm, I'm really going to en- thoroughly enjoy today's podcast because, you know, anytime you, you start by asking a question and, and then you say, Okay, few things have few have imagined the answer. People don't even know. I mean, things things are about to get crazy, cray cray. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> put on your seatbelt because according to the quantum entanglement theory, whatever you believe is real, it becomes real for you. Mm. It's, it is going to get deeply that's, crazy, you know. And that's something what you just said, what you believe is real, and we talk about that all the time. You know, okay, what you say, you say, you have what you say, mm-hmm. and you can manifest anything. But then the realities of that. It takes a hot minute to get your head around that, to really understand that you have this ability to sort of reach into the nothingness and pull out of something, you know, take something, this idea from the unseen into the scene. I mean, that's... It's not a fairy tale. It's a massive... It's not just a pleasant thought. This is for real. It's a massive concept to actually... Understand, receive, and believe the authority that you have as a creative creator is a very serious, very real, very empowering, uh, powerful truth. Mm. Yes. You know, while your belief doesn't necessarily make your belief uh, an objective truth for the whole world now to abide by, you know, because you believe it doesn't mean it's the reality for, for the entire planet. Right. It doesn't make it true for everybody else, but it's true for you. And the manifestation of your belief, if it's good for you or bad for you, whatever your belief is, that's the thing that is going to manifest. Okay, so you're saying if if what I believe is true for me, um, but not necessarily for others, then then I've got, well, we've got a problem, <laughs> don't we? I mean, things aren't going to yeah. go my way yeah. unless, unless mm-hmm. I can convince other people to believe like me. And so all of a sudden, this is creating, I guess it... It feels like a conflict. It feels like a conflict. It feels like it's going to get ugly. It could. That's true. And it has, historically, hasn't it? Crusades, all kinds of true. wars. And that's what other that things. is. Yes. But this is why people gossip, mm. in other words, about other people. The art of gossip is something that practiced and learned by uh, children. And they develop in it, gosh, really early in life. Mm. When they begin to develop in the egoist personality of themselves, identifying with things people tell them about themselves. And when when children begin to feel liked for who they believe they are or not liked according to who they believe they are, the egoist self, as a child is developing and growing, identifies with those, those feelings and those negative emotions, and they get busy working on the mental constructs of those beliefs. And so it starts talking to itself. And, and creating these storylines that's in being internalized about itself. And it looks to other people now to, to rescue the drowning self. It needs someone to show up and somehow validate those negative feelings to turn them around and say, no, you, you are okay, and that's not okay. And you're dealing with those negative forms yeah. and labels that Validation. are being put on yeah. you. And you're doing it for the approval of the reality now that's being formed around you, that's trying to move from being a subjective reality to an objective, one where everybody, to get everyone to believe mm-hmm. what you're believing or to trying to buy what not you're to. selling. Yeah. yeah, because everybody's supposed to come into alignment with your subjective in order for the egoist self to survive what it's being tormented with. <laughs> well, and it's funny, this actually really reminds me of... of elementary school and I so vividly remember that um, three-way calling was kind of a new thing 
Oh yeah, at that time when I was in elementary school, three way call, three way. So you could have you know big big deal. You could call your friend. You had to sign up for it. I think with the phone company as well. Did you? Yeah. Okay. It's a feature. I guess mom and dad did go. Mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember getting phone calls, and you know, let's say uh, Susanna would call me, and let's say that she would talk about Angelica. And she's saying, oh, isn't she the worst? She did this. And, and I would say, well, I, I don't think so. I don't really know her, you know, but whatever. And um, she would go on to tell me how, what a horrible person she is and all the stuff she did to her. And then I'd say, well, I, she sounds awful. That sounds terrible. And then all of a sudden you hear Angelica's voice go, what? I can't believe what you said about me. <laughs> you were set up. Oh, oh. They were setting you up. And, and I'm, you know, I was set up quite a few times. I wasn't the brightest ma- pulling, match in that box. Pulling you into gossip. Pulling yeah. me into gossip and setting you up, and and, and um, it, it's funny when you're a kid, it's you know gossiping, but when you grow up, it's talking. Well, S-H- you know, this is something S-H- that really begins in an early age, like you're talking yes, about. Yes, it, it does. It wasn't just unique to you, according to actually a Dartmouth College uh, college research that was done recently. Mm-hmm. Gossip, they said, is a form of communication which makes up on average about 14 percent of people's conversations. I don't believe that. I think that's low. Way. That sounds low. But the 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 research they did said 14% of people's conversations is gossip. The need to talk about other people, according to the research, to exchange what they think about other people Mm. is a compulsion. They said it's an addiction. Mm. Why do people love to gossip so much? Well, the research demonstrated that people who gossip are compelled to gossip first so that they can emotionally connect with someone else and they also do it to form relationships and to become closer to each other in the process of talking usually negatively about someone else. Mm-hmm. And the study said, and now here's, I'm gonna, this is a poll quote. The study said, baseless trash talk can also create a shared reality where friends and colleagues build social bonds, exchange information, mm-hmm. and then reach agreements on their Negative social behavior. Oh my gosh! I mean, it, there can't be a more toxic foundation for a relationship. Let's let's that's get true. together and meet up and talk junk about people. Um, and you know, like you said, that's interesting. That quote, uh, reaching agreements on their social behavior, but um, that's just really true, though. That's mm-hmm. ringing true. The ego of identity it needs to be validated to even exist, and it and it becomes desperate. Sure. So, as a kinetic believer. What other people think about you should be none of your business. Amen. Knowing that they're, they're gossipers <laughs> yes. in your midst, it really, you, it shouldn't be any of your business because a KB is developing and advancing in the experiences of their best lives. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to relationships, you know, a KB who only edifies and encourages and celebrates and champions all other people is attracting the same thing into their lives. Yeah, there is a proverb from the Bible that says that it is a perverse person who spreads strife and one who gossips separates intimate friends. The well, person that gets on a phone and calls someone else up to talk about another person is one who gossips and it says is there to separate intimate friends. And mm. in, in, in the book of Timothy in the Bible, it says that the gossiper learns to be idle as they go from house to house and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, meddlers in things that do not concern them, talking about things they should not mention. Mm. That's a mm. mouthful. Look, every form, all things are made of the same substance. 
And what we're now discovering is that thought, that words when spoken, when gossipers are speaking, they're actually creating forms of thoughts. Words are things. And they're also made of substance. They have form. Words are creative, creative, powerful uh, things of substance in this realm, in this reality. And, and I would also suggest that happiness and joy, those emotions of those things, sadness and depression, our moods and the, the swinging of our moods, all of those things in, on the quantum level, they're also formed by the substance of words, by the substance of thought. Mm. Thought in, yes. this, in this realm, in the universe, is made of particle form. They're impactful. So when you want to experience positive change showing up in your life, it is vital to your success that you break, if you've got this, that you break the addiction of gossip. You're, because your judgments, your ideas, and your opinions regarding other people, that you're looking for someone to agree with you, it produces negative results into your life. And it spreads deceit and injury to other people as well as yourself. Regardless of a person's intentions, regardless of whatever you, you've convinced yourself the good reason is for your gossip and to talk about people and involve yourself in their lives, gossip produces negative results. Look, if you know of a gossiper, I do want to say here that it is not your responsibility to change them. It is not your responsibility <laughs> to interject yourself into the gossip and to show up there and knock on the door and say, I heard you said this about me or whatever. Just don't participate in it with them. Well, and people that habitually gossip, they, they're going to require, they're going to need someone else to even take that call, aren't they? I mean, this is where we can be completely set free from being influenced by them or, or trying, like you're saying, trying to change them. It's not our responsibility. Right. Uh, like you, I love the analogy, the, the caveman analogy. You know, they're just doing a cave, what a cave person does. And, and they will continue to develop. They're on their journey, but in the way that they need to. That's right. going to be good for them. That's going to be good for them. Let them develop and let them grow as they should. And but just don't participate in it. And that also prevents us from, you know, listening to this podcast and going, well, I know that's right. Susie needs to shut her mouth. <laughs> right. Man, she really has a Being problem. An, uh -huh, and pointing the finger and saying, no, no. see, I told you so, and all of that. No. A person who's advancing their mind, body, and soul, look, they identify with the essence of the abundant life. And that's what we're doing as kinetic believers, identifying with all that is good. That's a life that's free from strife, free from anger and worry and doubt and fear, free from jealousy, free from gossip. Because we don't meddle in the affairs of others, because that is an abuse of our creative dominion. Dominion is a beautiful thing, you know, and we've all been given that. Every single human being was given authority and creative authority and dominion in the earth. And when it's used correctly, it's, it is a beautiful thing, to, something that we're to be grateful for. And it's, but it is for operating in the power of belief to advance your own life, not the lives of others, not to meddle in the lives of others with. It is for your own life. It's for your own instruction. It's for creative purposes for developing in a life that will bring you great joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. Love influences by example, not by meddling. Wow. Quantum theory is the basis for modern physics, right? Yes. 
which are, it's by the way, and I've, some of the research I've been involved with recently is, is, is producing amazing results in 2021. It's some exciting things are happening right now, and especially when it comes to understanding the behaviors of human beings, because it's explaining the, the nature and behavior of matter and energy on the atomic level. And as a result of some of these, the research that's being done, scientists are now gaining understanding as to why it is that some people are advancing why it is that you know some people are transcending the egoist state of being at a, a more successful rate than other people are, and they're applying cause and effect to the human consciousness for understanding. When when we observe the quantum nature and behavior of matter and energy at at that level, we're observing the focus of belief, the focus of bias for what is observed as being real, being the tangible universe around us as reality. The force, uh, the power of belief, okay, the substance of what you believe in religious terms is the, the force, it's the power of faith. Now, the conundrum in, in quantum theory is that physicists haven't been able to measure the so-called sleight of hand or the, the moment a, a measurement is made. The measurement's just another word for belief. Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. physics. It's another word for faith, measurement. And the challenge that quantum observation is presenting for three-dimensional observations attempting to use four-dimensional mathematics is that almost all discoveries now require the use of the imagination. Mm. And now think about it. Projecting imaginings into a fifth-dimension reality has revealed an even bigger problem. Physicists are attempting to observe the effect of belief with belief. Hmm. Wow. And the very nature of belief requires the same standard for belief. So you can see where <laughs> this starts to get a little tricky. They ha In other words, they have to believe their measurements before yes. they can take the measurements right. to see right. if their belief is oh my true. Goodness. That's or you amazing. could say the thing, the thing doing the study is looking back at itself studying. Uh, that's insane. <laughs> it sounds like well, it and I knew it. I knew it. I called it when we first started this, and and here you are going deep, deeper and deeper. So, but I love it. I love this kind of stuff. You know, you're saying, okay, what are you saying? <laughs> here, let me let me just summarize this real quick. Yeah, what am what am I saying, Maggie? <laughs> so funny okay i am gonna try so so what we believe even um if you're a scientist it's, it's gonna have an effect on what you're trying to understand so a scientist yeah, would right. need to believe what they're looking for before they could find what they're looking for that's a that's a fancy way of saying have the theory and then we'll try to prove it yes well and and when they discover that that effect belief is affecting the outcome then they have to include it and so i can i can totally see how this sort of creates this vicious cycle of, of understanding as, belief sort of folding in on itself that's that's sort of insane as complex as all this sounds it is an awesome place to be historically i think because oh, it's amazing. like trying to look out of a window by looking into a mirror hmm. and because hmm. it's from that vantage point wow. that we're constructing cool. our belief about what we see from the viewpoint of ego, which, you know, identifies with what it sees. It's a reflection of your bias, of your belief, your belief rather than uh, from being some 
unpersuaded observation that's right. something you don't believe. Yeah. You're looking out a window and you know that it's there, but this just can't be true. But it makes me think so clearly, obviously, of, of manifesting power because you teach us, uh, you're telling us all the time that in order to see, take something from the unseen into the seen world, into our lives, that we have to be fully convinced and we have to w- be willing to stand forever and we won't have to stand for long. And so that really overlays so perfectly with the how you tell us that we have to manifest. You have to be fully convinced that it's already here or it doesn't work. And and that's exactly right. You're fully convinced by coming into the present moment mm-hmm. and moving out of the ego state of reality, of defining your existence by what is tangible, by what you can see. And and, and so it's it's calling things that yes. you can't see as though that they already are by understanding that all things formed are formed from the formless. <laughs> yes. And you just hit on something that really punched through in my own mind, which is that when you're doing this, you're doing this to remove yourself from a life of living in the ego because that's going to block everything. And so, go, you know, going back to the gossiping factor that you began with talking about, that's why that's so important. It sounds so silly, don't gossip. But when it ke- when anything is keeping you in ego, it's blocking this whole quantum level experience that you're teaching us about right now. Well, and the danger of the gossip, again, just to, to, to re- not to belabor it more than it needs to be, but it's a, a negative... Uh, conscious effort that's being put out to define reality around you. Anytime we're using uh, negative mental constructs, we're developing the life we're going to experience. And if you're using a scapegoat to do that, well, you're still defining the, the life you're going to experience by the negative thing that you are convinced or trying to convince others to believe when you're enlightening us with this awareness today because the and we need that awareness because the ego is very cunning the ego is very sneaky and even though it's your own ego it can really cause delusion it can cause you to make up stories about yourself and other people to keep itself thriving and to keep it alive and so again this this awareness that you're giving us today that's why that's very powerful. As creative creators created in the image of the creator, we have the most amazing, powerful authority to be able to look through the lens of a kaleidoscope and to pick out the the fragment of color that we should fixate ourselves upon Mm. and desire with gratitude. And through that lens, be able to manifest whatever we should choose because this Physicists have mathematically observed this uh, a multiverse. That's where we are now, and which is an infinite realm of being, an infinite realm of possibilities. We get to choose what we want to experience, and if you don't yeah. know what to choose, choose life, <laughs> choose which happiness. is absent of yes. of That's great. Uh, the, uh, the abundant life is has no gossip in it because gossip again goes right back to the negative state of being but it's on the level of kinetic belief that the multiverse is required to accommodate the expanding universe as it is wow so it makes it makes good faith makes good belief in understanding to the kinetic believer that yes an expanding universe would have to be able to have a multiverse expansion uh, where where nothing can be created or destroyed life just is it's eternally present and it's in the now it's not some future it's not some past event the essence of life just is 
But since a belief is still required for the function of the multiverse equation, most physicists simply leave out that the universe is continually dividing into parallel worlds. I can see why. <laughs> that was a softball don't, for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Just don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> turn the page. It's fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> this is the intersect because this is this is where all the roads come together, Meg. This is the intersection. Yes. Yep. Where what we're talking about, you know, science is meeting the yes. the petri dish of philosophy and religion. It's all right here it's together. It's all coming together. And yep. but they're but now here's the deal: they're ultimately going to be required to agree on the limitless possibilities of the eternal abundance of creation, where we have that power and authority to create whatever we would choose to imagine. And when you say they, you're talking about everyone studying this and, and unfolding this and developing Correct. understanding of it. So it sounds like everybody is close to agreement and and that that's because everybody's, well, they're starting to believe the same. Is that we, right? Yeah, there's, we, we are. Here's the, here's the deal. There is a consensus, mm-hmm. although not everyone is willing to yet admit it. <laughs> Or agree <laughs> that there's this consensus, but that is where. But it's coming. But that's where we are now. Yeah. Every human being is a self-aware resident of the universe, with a, this functioning ability to imagine, and to do it with uh, a bias for intention, and to attract an outcome that you are believing to see. There are so many ways that experiences are attracted into our lives. There is, there is manipulation, meddling, taking, bullying, anger, worry, doubt, fear. All of that will also manifest those things that you are fearful of. And while the only one that leads to experiencing the awesome adventure of advancing our best lives is attracted from the substance of expectant, positive, joy-filled gratitude which isn't meddling with other people. Right. We have the ability to create our reality by the mental constructs of what we choose to believe. We have the power of quantum observation, which is the imagination to, to construct our, our destinies, where we're headed, the journeys that we're on. We have a purpose in life, which is to choose what we will experience. Mm. Choose wisely. We have the gifts of talents for the enjoyment of perfecting. We are unlike anybody else in the world. Every single person is uniquely created. And, and this, is, this really is, Megan, this is what every single successful person understands. Everybody begins their adult life with the habitual imaginations that were formed by both negative and positive influencers. You know, there aren't some people that have just uh, no chance because all they have ever experienced is bad things that created them. You still have the right to choose and the authority to make decisions. But the person who identifies with the egoist state of being is the one that's going to remain predominantly under the self-imposed condemnation of all of those negative mental constructs, the condemnation of all of those identifiers. No, the, the egoist state of being that's identifying with labels and, and negative source influencers, that, that ego, it wants to live, it wants to survive, and in order to live, it attempts to pass its pain to other people. Change what you believe, change what you adhere to and rely upon for living every single day to attract explosive, positive results into your life. 
Because even though, you know, we live in this, again, multidimensional universe, which we won't go that deep today, but we live in that universe. The properties of physics have given us two ways, fundamental ways, that we can control our destinies. And those two choices are always going to be based upon a person choosing either positive experiences in their life, and the other choice, which is based in the fear of loss, attracts sickness, disease, poverty, lack, uh, things that come with fear and torment. Well, and this is a huge, one of those huge perspective shifts that happens when we become kinetic believers. What feels like life just happening to us, we finally realize is us choosing these things. And, and that's a big pill to swallow there at the beginning. You know, we get to choose. Every choice is going to be either a positive or a negative one. Um, so I guess, you know, next thing, the challenge is, how do you even know the difference? Well, that's a great question because there are so many things that people will go through in life and they will convince themselves that they were a victim of. And that is a, that's a subject that is, can be deep for a lot of people as well. And they, they are convinced that they were victimized by, you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. We're still faced with choices and decisions that lead us to the life that we're going to experience. No person is living a life today that is not built up upon the things they've been talking about and believing, whatever it is. Choosing. There it is. And you could attest to that. And and I look back at so many of our experiences together, and and I'm always going back to the first time you showed up in my life, Mm -hmm. responding to an ad for a violinist. (laughs) And the the steps, and we've talked about it, that got you there and, and me there and had our life paths to intersect and cross at that particular time. Yeah. It's the butterfly amazing. effect is a very real thing. Yes. The, the original life purpose for every single human being is the most dominant force of every person's nature, and it is to live life abundantly. We all want the same thing everywhere you and I have gone in the world. It's, it's regardless of the language, regardless of the, uh, where people are living. Everybody wants the same thing. The same, and it's the same with all living things. It's not just human beings. Everything alive, plants, animals, people, everything wants to live. It's a compulsion to live life abundantly, to express itself with sincerity, to become more of what it was created to be. That's life. That is the spark of life that only knows to and only desires to live. It, it, and it doesn't even know to go against the nature of the essence of life. The secret to enjoying your experiences is to not conform to the labels of this world, to the gossiping judgments, but to, to transform yourself by renewing your mind to the essence of life. And you will not only attract good health, but the abundance of all good things. Every person instinctively knows that their life does not perfectly represent who they know they really are. Everybody knows that. You know, there's a lot of masquerading. There's a lot of pretending. But everybody, every single person at the end of the day, by themselves, in the quietness of their mind, in the darkness of their room, when they lay down to go to sleep at night, they know if they were authentic or not. They know what's not real. They know what's fake. They know what's been conjured and and the the pretense and the the pretending and those things that they they held up that were not authentic. 
Everybody knows that. If there is anything in your life that you want to change, you can kinetically believe for it and then see it. Anything that you can attract, you're able to manifest. And it begins by first dealing with those parts of you that are still attached to the ego, that is still believing in an identity that is not you. When you look in the mirror and you see a, 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 a physical body that is out of shape, overweight, or in perfect shape and looking great, that's still not you. That's a form that you're identifying with. No amount of condemnation, no amount of judgment, no amount of fear, no amount of ridicule can erase the quantum substance of your original purpose to advance in life. And the best part of all of this is, is you don't have to become something that you are not. Because the moment that you create the highest viewpoint for a thought form, that is your physical belief. It is your crucial moment for rearranging your life. And, and I'll tell you that the nature of reality is that, that quantum physicists are now trying to predict what the universe would look like if our belief mm. wasn't mm. even part of it. What a great question to ask ourselves. I love that. What would the universe look like if our belief were not part of it. Wow. Amazing thing to even think about. If belief, which is a substance, which which is wow. the, actually it is the thing that's upholding all things, that sustains all things. There's a bias. There's a belief to it. What would the universe look like without it? Mm. Because the life that we're now experiencing, it's only because of our beliefs and the circumstances of our life will absolutely change the moment that we enforce a new kinetic belief. Look, friends, everybody, live boldly, live powerfully, choose the abundant life in everything you do, and do not listen to the doubters, to those who are negatively programming their lives. Kinetic belief is just as real as you choosing to have a cup of coffee in the morning and enjoying the effect of the caffeine. <laughs> it's that real. It's that tangible. What you believe produces what you will experience every single time. Remember that people are, who are, are, are steeped in gossip, like we've been talking about today, are doing the only thing that they know. That's all they know to do. Okay? And for them, it's okay. Don't let this stir up some kind of anger. Don't turn this podcast off and go make a phone call and get all over Mama and Dim for doing something that you you have has angered you because mm. it's okay for them to do that don't interfere with them human beings are spiritually evolving to transcend the egoist state of being where they identify with thoughts in order to transform into the essence of life the essence of being where they no longer identify with pain and loss and suffering and jealousy and the ego that's trying to find some kind of approval they've carried that Ego a state of being and, and those, those identifying with those negative things that probably started off in their childhood. And so in the same way, if you could go back in time and, and visit a family that's dwelling in a cave, you know, thousands of years ago, you would recognize that they are living at that time exactly as they should be living. You wouldn't want to interfere with that. Right. And you would also know that the time will eventually come for them, that they are, they're going to transcend that cave mentality, and they're going to advance beyond it. 
So we're living, you know, see your life that way and people around you that way. Everybody has a different measure of faith, a different measure of belief. And what's right for one is, you know, different for another and different for even another. You have final say, though, and you have final authority over what your journey is going to look like. And you do have options. In quantum physics, every single choice that you're ever faced with, it has real consequences. So what does all this mean for you? It means it's up to you to make this universe count for you. Choose your desires in a way that leave you with no regrets and Go and imagine for the dream job. Imagine for the dream home. Imagine for perfect health. All of those things. Be courageous enough to not conform to the thoughts of other people. And then just go on and and navigate through the noise of, of negativity. And you do it by not participating with it. That's that's our job is to not participate with the gossipers. Stretch yourself. Every day to advance your mind and your soul and body throughout your life and beyond. Yes, there are many different outcomes for you to choose from, but there is no other universe that has the best version of you in it. (laughs) Megan, you're it. Top of the heap. Make this life and your next one your best one. Albert Einstein said reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Oh, good. So we're not asking what our purpose is anymore. It's just, are we even here? Are we even here? Look, if you want to change somebody else, you want to change gospers because you love them, be the best version of yourself and let the example of your light be the influence. Love leads by example. Let's say some things out loud and affirm our best intentions and affirm our highest viewpoints for living. Just say this. I know that I'm beautifully made and have great health. I know that I am beautifully made and I have great health. I am wealthy and, and I am wise. I'm wealthy and wise. I, I'm flowing in the direction of well-being. I am flowing in the direction of well-being. I am optimistically happy. I'm optimistically happy. Because love dwells within me. Because I know love dwells in me. I am in love with myself. I'm in love with myself. And unconditionally with and, all others. And unconditionally with all others. I'm mastering the universe around me. I'm mastering the universe around me. What I believe. What I believe. Establishes perfect order in my life. It establishes perfect order in my life. I'm attracting fulfillment for my mind body and soul I am attracting fulfillment from my mind body and soul I believe I believe to devote myself to devote myself to my life goals to my life goals to experience them to experience to them to choose my purpose for experiencing them to choose my purpose for experiencing them and so every obstacle every obstacle is removed from my path it's removed from my path I have no fear in my life I have no fear in my life there is only unconditional love there's only unconditional love where that exists where that exists there could be no fear. There could be no fear. I love to have fun with other people. I love to have fun with other people. <laughs> and I am a light for all those that know me. And I'm a light for all those that know me. Wow. Love the podcast today. And just a reminder to all you Kinetic Belief podcast listeners out there, make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast so you're notified every time that we post a new podcast, which is now every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And make sure you text the word Kinetic if you haven't already done so. Too. And we got some- 844-844-0049. I stepped on that. What's the number again? 844-844-0049. And keep checking the website. We've got some information coming up on live 
podcast life celebration events going on in yeah. Orlando, Florida coming soon. We want yeah. to see all you guys there live in person. That's Looking gonna, forward to it. That's going to hit the website next week. Sending out much love to all you KB creatives all around all. the world. And I love you, Steve. And I love you, Meg. And thanks as usual for all the wisdom. <laughs> Bye.